Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Going Up Cast, your weekly feel-good podcast with talks of travel, nostalgic songs from the good old days, more chapters about sports and failing grades, and what's coming down the pipeline for yours truly. I'm your host, Andrew Logan, and let's dive right into it. So this week, we have an overarching theme for the entire podcast, and the theme of this week is travel and traveling. It's one of my favorite things to do. I love going to new places. I love the ways of getting to new places. I love planning to go to places, and that's what we're just going to dive super deep into this week. But we also have our classic standbys. We got some songs of the week, including a brand new cover that I'm actually very proud of this week. Uh, We got three brand new Harry Potter chapters that cover all that delicious Quidditch action we all love and enjoy. A quick wrap-up on the Talker Mysterious package that uh, I have finally finished. And uh, just a lovely little chat. Lovely little sit-down chat. But let's dive right into the first thing, which this week will be live from my car. Hey, gang. It is I, Andrew, and I am just now pulling out of one of my favorite places in the world. And I wanted to talk about this a little bit because it makes me happy. And hey, you know what? This is the Going Up cast. And it's all about making people happy. So... I find incredible joy in going to the airport. I'll be honest. Like, I'm just, I was just dropping people off today at the airport, but it's, it's one of my favorite places in the world. Because for me, the airport is the promise of adventure. You know what I mean? Like, when I was younger, I used to travel a lot. And I still do. I do travel quite a bit. Um, And every time I go to the airport, it's always because I was going somewhere. The end place might not be the most interesting, but you know, there's that old dumb saying where it's like, it's not about the journey, it's about the destination. This sounds going to be said for that, but I'll readily admit that the fucking destination of going to Walt Disney World is infinitely more exciting than the trip it is to get there. That being said, the trip is enjoyable because of the anticipation of the destination. You know what I mean? Like, you can't really have one without the other. You can't have a journey without a place to go, and you can't have a place to go without a myth, or you can't go to a place without getting there, if that if that makes sense. So, for me, yeah, like, the, the my love for the airport is tied to all these fantastic memories. Um, like, the, the scent of the air fuel, airplane fuel is tied to me going to Disney World or flying down to uh, Miami to get on a cruise ship, you know, those sorts of things. And it's just, I, I don't know, like... It's one, it's one of my favorite spots. I, I love it to pieces. Um, I am... I, I think I'm okay. Sorry. Um, I'm trying to get back on five so I can head home, basically. It's currently 5.19 in the morning. For me, that's really, that's really awesome. And I love it to pieces because of all those wonderful memories I have of traveling, of doing the whole airport thing, and I know a lot of people find the vast majority of airport stuff to be a huge bummer, like TSA, Um, but again, it's like, it's part of the process for me, so I don't mind it. I love getting through TSA, and now it's like, okay, this hard thing is done. Now all I need to focus on is getting on the plane and getting to Disney World. Like, that's that's where I flew to last, so that's why it's the freshest in my mind, because you're never more happy ever than when you're on your way to Disney World. I will I will propose that I am happier 
traveling to Disney World than I am once I'm actually at Disney World. Physically being at Disney World is amazing and it's wonderful and I love it. But just that 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 anticipation. You have your whole trip ahead of you. It's not, okay, now it's day one. You've got the whole trip ahead of you. The build up, the lead up is so awesome. That's why I think Christmas Eve is a better holiday than Christmas. It's all about that anticipation. You never know what you're gonna get. It's always it's always a mystery. It could be anything. It has the potential to blow your fucking mind. And then Christmas happens and you have all this new stuff and it's wonderful. But that anticipation is gone. And for me, that's a huge part of it. Holy dog shit. Sorry, I just got on I-5. Where did all you people come from? It's five in the morning. What are you? Go back to bed. For me, it makes sense. I was I was at the airport. I had important things to do. Why are you all here? Is this early morning commuters? My God, this is terrible. Holy shit! Sorry, I'm just looking around. There's so many people. There's this person there. Hey, there's another person. Wow, so many people. Anyway, so that's that's what I wanted to talk about. Is is the is the anticipation of travel? I think is is a wonderful thing and it's usually brought about because of the airport. What do you guys think? Do you guys have that that same kind of butterfly in your stomach feeling when you're going someplace cool and interesting? I hope so. I hope so. It's it is honestly one of my favorite feelings. Um just just the whole mindset traveling. Oh, so no, sorry. Um the last time I was flying, sorry, correction, was actually to go to Denver to see my buddy to go to the concerts a long time ago, um, earlier this year. That was the last time I flew. Um, but I will be flying two more times this year, both times to Vegas, one for work and one for uh, just for fun. Um, so I will I will have these um, these that feelings again very soon, and I'm very much looking forward to them because, like I said, it's, it's one of my favorite feelings in the world. But now I've kind of reached a conundrum here where I'm driving and I can't pick up my phone to stop this segment of the podcast because if I look away from the road, I'll die. So I'm trying to see if there's anything else I can talk about. What do you guys think? Do you guys get that same kind of butterfly feeling when you go to the airport? I know a lot of you, because you're humans, hate the airport. But I hope maybe, maybe if I get you thinking about the airport in the mindset that I've always thought about the airport, I can change some minds out there. Um, because honestly, it's so much easier to fly if you embrace it, like like I do. Because if you if you go to the airport with the with the hatred of like a thousand suns, it's never going to be that that bright moment that the airport has the potential to be for you. It is, it is a wonderful place to be because of what it allows us to do. It allows us to see the world. It allows us to make new memories. It allows us to see and do things we've never had the opportunity to see and do before. It truly is wonderful. And I hope, I hope that next time you guys fly, you don't see TSA as this annoyance. You see it as, as like, a, a, like a, an obstacle to conquer um, in order for you to focus purely on the fun you're about to have. That's what I want. I want I want you to see TSA members as, I don't, I'm not being paid by the, like the 
what is it? The it's not NASA. Like there's some grand overarching group of people that monitor flights and crap. The the flight people of the world. Yeah, there you go. Like they're not paying me to say nothing. I just love the airport. GSA people are very nice people, and most of the time they're just as stressed and annoyed as you are. So if you approach them with, you know, a smile, you'll probably get one in return. This kind of um, bounces back to something I said last week where I said metalheads are the nicest people in the world. Metalheads are the nicest people because I'm super nice, and they're nice to me because I'm nice to them. That whole golden rule shit, treat others as you would like to be treated. It's true. Surprise, surprise. I'm here to confirm that if you're nice to people, they're usually nice right back. I know, stunning, stunning revelation. So, you know, treat the airport nicely, and it'll be nice to you. Also, if you really don't like TSA, get that TSA pre-check thing, and you'll be in and out of there in five fucking minutes. And it's incredible. So, I still haven't done that, but that's because I don't mind TSA. The only times I mind TSA are when I'm cutting it real fucking close to getting on my flight. Like, when I was flying back from Disney World, um, God, when was I, when, when was last time? It's like, last year, it's like, I think it was October. I think it was somewhere in that neighborhood. It was last year sometime. Um, but flying back, we had, like, less than an hour to get on my flight. And the TSA crowd was pretty thick. So, like, I, I wanted to look at, like, the Disney store and stuff like that. I was, like, in the mall, but, or in the airport, but we didn't have time. We had, to, we had to get in that TSA line, like, right out the gate and um, get going to our gate and stuff like that. So that was a, that was a bit stressful, but, you know, once again, I, I, love, the, I love the flight. And, um, well, the flight itself, for me, can be a bit of a toss-up because getting on the plane is cool. But once you're on the plane, I'm not a big fan of restricted movement. Um, I usually grab the aisle seat for a multitude of reasons. Number one, I like getting up to go to the bathroom whenever I want without having to disturb others. That's a big thing for me. I used to like the window seat. When I was very young, I used to love the window seat. I was all about the window seat. Um, I wanted to see the clouds. I wanted to see the landscape we were flying over, all that shit. So, nope, not anymore. Seeing the view intermittently because most of the time those windows are closed because it's bright and you're trying to be considerate for other people does not like it's not worth it it really isn't because the the aisle seat is the best seat the worst is the center i think we can all agree that the worst seat on any flight is the center seat just kind of that's it it's the worst seat in the whole in the whole shebang that's the worst seat at least it's my least favorite um i will go aisle window center so I usually go for an aisle seat um, for all those reasons I just listed. And also, occasionally, I can stick my feet out in the aisle and get a little bit of extra legroom that way. Um, but that's that's my favorite seat, for sure. And, um, I mean, depending on what airline I'm flying, usually it's Alaska, which I describe as serviceable. Like, the people are always nice, and they, I mean, they get me there. But in terms of in-flight entertainment, Alaska's always been kind of lacking. Like, when I went to Disney World last time, I flew Delta both ways. And they've got some really good in-flight entertainment. Of course, no in-flight entertainment has come close to being as good as Virgin America uh, the one time I flew it. 
because they had goddamn video game controllers in the armrests and I could play Doom the whole time. And that was rad. I loved it. That was that was great in-flight entertainment. Good job. Good job then. Of course, now they're owned by Alaska Airlines. So, I'm not sure if that like that like arm of their their plane of alliance has maintained or what. I don't know. But they, you know, they're they're basically no longer a thing. So, whatever. Um, crap. I was going to say something else about the flight. Food's usually fine. I, I enjoy the food to a certain extent, um, but my problem with those, like, those little prepared, like, snack boxes you get is that there's always one element I do not enjoy. There's, there's always one, at least one element where I'm just like, uh, like, it could be like, you get crackers with, like, a spreadable brie cheese and a peanut trail mix bag and a shot of heroin, and I'm just like, god dang it, like, I just want, I just wanted the other things give this to somebody else. I'm sure somebody else will enjoy this item. I won't, I won't eat it. It'll just get thrown out with me. I wonder how those are crafted. Anyway, I think those specifically crafted that you don't eat all of it. I don't know why they would do that, but it really feels like that sometimes, you know? And, uh, occasionally you get a flight where like you order a soda and they give you like the whole can of soda with your little glass. And those are nice. Um, but I, I have long stopped doing that. And another thing that I like, I, I have, I have airplane rituals or like travel rituals that I like to perform. Number one, I always get black tea on the flights. It doesn't matter if it's a red eye, if it's early morning, if it's midday, I always get black tea on the flights. I don't know what the tea company is. I think it's Tazo. I think it's like awake black tea. Um, love that tea. It's real good. And I love it because it's now associated with the fun of traveling. I associate things to fun memories, which makes me always go for those things because they're associated with fun memories. Just like my love of smart water is, is wholly determined because of my passion for flying. So whenever I fly and I get through TSA, because you can't go through there with water, I always go right to... Um, Oh God, what's it called? Fuck. It's, um, Hudson News. There you go. You only find them in airports, Jack. But I always go to Hudson News and I get the biggest smart water they have. And I know what you're saying. It's just, it's water. You can buy another bottle of water for way less. True. I want the smart water because that's what my memory is associated with. It's got to be smart water, and it's got to be the big dumb bottle, and it's got to come from Hudson News. All of these things must be true in order for my memories to be achieved. These are all true things I do. And usually, because I've forgotten it, I usually get a tiny bottle of hand sanitizer as well. Maybe gum if I'm feeling like it, but I haven't had gum in a long time. But those are some of my rituals. If I'm flying at a SeaTac, I will also get a Qdoba burrito. Because one of those will usually keep me full for the vast majority of the flight. Um, occasionally in the past, I have been, maybe not wise, but I have gotten like an extra burrito for the flight and then I eat it on the plane. But I'm usually so close to the other end of the flight. Like, you know, it takes, I don't know, six hours to go from SeaTac to Orlando. I'll, I'll be hungry in like the final half hour of the trip. So when I'm like, oh, you know, I, I could really go for this burrito. 
Then it becomes kind of this panicked race to finish the burrito before the plane touches down. And you know, I don't need I don't need that kind of level of stress in the in the closing ranks of my of my flight, you know? Especially when I've gotten up to use the bathroom like five or six times. So but you know, it's nice to have routine in travel. Cause it's like, I don't feel like I'm properly ready to fly until I do these things, especially if I'm flying out of SeaTac. I gotta get my smart water, I gotta get my Qdoba, now I'm ready to fly, you know? And I usually spend most of the time um, before my flight just kind of meandering around the airport. Um, I, don't, I don't particularly enjoy just like sitting at the gate, cause once again, it's like, I'm antsy to get going. And so by walking, I think the time will pass faster. Um, and then once I'm on the flight, even though I know categorically without a doubt this is literally the fastest way I can get to where I'm going, I'm still like, come on, let's get there faster. So, that all, that all being said. I don't like sleeping on flights. Um, I've never been able to do it successfully. Um, in the grand scheme of things, I've never been able to really do it. Um, I've tried a couple of times. Like, there was, um, I should probably be going faster. Um, there was a couple of flights... Uh, like my flight across the uh, country to Europe, or across the world, when I went to England back in high school. Um, there was that flight. And that certainly um, was a long-ass flight that I think I slept on. I, I don't know for certain. It was a long time ago. I remember working on my book on the flight. Um, that, was my, that was my grandiose plan. Um, I was writing a, like a, uh, like a fantasy novel, um, while I was on the flight that I had purchased a blank journal from Barnes & Noble the previous week, purely for this purpose of writing a fantasy novel, completely unplanned. Um, I've tried this exercise lately because I have always argued I am a stream of consciousness writer. And I don't like planning things out, and I'm always curious to see how far I can get into a story where it still makes sense. You know what I mean? So it's a it is a challenge um, breaking a story up as you write it, for sure. So, but honestly, at this point, I am supremely rambling. I just really wanted to talk about my joy of travel, and you know how it how it impacts me. And what do you guys think? Do you guys enjoy traveling? Do you like the plane? Do you prefer a train or driving across the country? What is, what is your optimum method of travel? And if you do travel quite a bit, where are you going? Where have you been lately? Where would you recommend to go next? Where would you go if you had all the money in the world and didn't have to worry about travel costs or anything like that? I want to know the answers to these questions. And... In case you didn't know where you can send the answers to these questions, you can email me at goingupcast.gmail.com or use the contact page at goingupcast.com. Both methods are wonderful. Or you can tweet me at goingupcast on Twitter or MarginCore on Twitter at M-A-R-G-I-N-K-O-R. Both are good. Both are good. And I think on that note, I will see you guys all in the next thing of the podcast. So last week, you may recall, I was talking about the Mysterious Package Company uh, Adventure Zone Taco Puzzle Box, and I have now completed the box. I have now solved all the puzzles. 
Um, and I wanted to briefly talk about some of them. Now, these puzzles were either pretty simple, yet fun, or for me at least, just kind of straight up impossible to figure out what to do. So the first puzzle was the uh, the translation puzzle, which I spoke about last week, which was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that one. The second puzzle was a maze. And the way I conquered the maze was I put the wax paper down over the maze with an expo marker. And I just did that. Because um, I didn't want to uh, damage the product itself uh, with pencil marks. Because um, my brother's a big Adventure Zone uh, fan as much as I am. So I wanted to give him the opportunity to solve these puzzles on his own. So I didn't, I didn't mark any of the, uh, any of the sheets. So it's still like, it's like package fresh, you know? So he'll have the same experience I did. Uh, and then the third one was your, was your straight up basic, where's Waldo? That was really fun. I enjoyed that bit of art. I thought that was incredible. Um, I almost want to hang it because there's, it's so packed full of little Easter eggs and stuff like that. There's like a Roswell and, uh, there's just, there's a bunch of fun little knit, uh, stuff all over the place. It's, it's very cool. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, the fourth puzzle was bullshit and here's why so it's the puzzle itself wasn't difficult it was you know here's a bunch of tiles of pipes and you have to make point a to connect to the same point on the other side of the map and it's all about like pipe and mapping and stuff like that and i was able to do that part pretty easily what i couldn't figure out was when you solve the puzzle usually the answers of the puzzle give you these runes that you type into the uh, stone of far speech which is like on a website and then you type in the correct runes in the right order to get like the next bit of dialogue that tells you to move on to the next puzzle i could not for the life of me figure out what fucking order i was supposed to type the runes in on the pipe puzzle i still don't know how you're supposed to figure that out i cheated and looked it up online i'm like i solved the puzzle but i don't know what runes to put in what order so i was just like screw it i'm just gonna google it unfortunately the answers are just like right there you can just find them really easily and then I just moved on to the fifth puzzle, which was like six or seven Sudoku-esque uh, puzzles that you had to figure out. I think I enjoyed that one the best because as you figure out each puzzle, you're given more runes to type in and it was a lot more interactive. Like um, you solve a puzzle and then you hear a little bit of dialogue and then you solve the next puzzle and you hear more dialogue and it's like a cool little back and forth where the, the story was at the pace of how quickly you could solve the puzzles. Um, so I enjoyed that a lot. And then of course it ends with by going like, Taco's like, thanks for saving our lives. You'll have a big package on the way soon. Get excited. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's great. I'm I'm very much looking forward to the uh, to the next package. Um, no sign uh, from the company as to when or if it has been sent. Uh, I don't have tracking emails yet for it, so I assume it's still in the works. Um, I don't know when that's going to get here. I'm hoping October. So that's that's kind of my my hope at least. Um, I recall them saying something like the first package shows up in like September and the other one would be like early October or something like that. So maybe in the next couple of weeks, I'll get my hands on it. Um, I'm hoping that it shows up before I have to leave for a vacation uh, here in a little bit. But you know what? Be something to look forward to when I get back in any case. But I just wanted to give you a quick little update on that Jazzy Jeff action before uh, before I, before I, you know, left my brain fruits and I forget all about it forever times. Anyway, let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. In this week's episode of Travel, we shall once again travel to the world of literature wonders in the Harry Potter audiobook. It's a segue, and I'm rolling with it. Chapter 13, Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw. Chapter 14, Snape's Grudge. And Chapter 15, The Quidditch Final. 
We got two very heavy Quidditch chapters in, in this bundle. It's all like pod raising. You either love it or you don't. Um, and nobody likes pod raising. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, you know, in terms of plot progression, story stuff, eh, so there's some stuff that goes down in here, but not too much. But I want to talk about this week is in chapter 15, the Quidditch final, when Hermione finally, see what I did there, finally has enough with Trelawney's shit. Let's take a listen. I am sorry to say from the moment you arrived in this class, my dear, it is apparent you do not have what the noble art of divination requires. Indeed, I don't ever remember meeting a student whose mind was so hopelessly mundane. There was a moment's silence. Then, fine! Hermione said suddenly, getting up and cramming unfogging the future back in her bag. Fine! She repeated, swinging the bag over her shoulder and almost knocking Ron off her chair. I give up! I'm leaving! Fuck you! And the whole class's amazement, Hermione strode over to the trapdoor, kicked it open, and climbed down the ladder out of sight. It took a few minutes for the class to settle down again. Professor Trelawney seemed to have forgotten all about the grim. She turned abruptly from Harry and Ron's table, breathing rather heavily as she tugged her gauzy shawl uh, more closely to her. That can't reflect well on a, on a teacher when a student just storms out and drops the class. Especially, like, two months away from the end of the year. You can't drop a class that late into the year. You just can't. That's an automatic F. Like, I don't know. I don't know how it works with wizard schools, but if you if you just stormed out of a class and like never went back, that's you just you would just fail. Like that's just kind of how that would go because you have to take the final in order to pass pretty much any class. So if you don't take the final, you fail. So you know, Hermione, Hermione failed that class, um, kind of unequivocally. But uh, you know, that's that's her business. That is, uh, who who am I to judge what she? decides to do with her life. I mean, you know, like, I'm right. You, you can't, you can't drop a class that, uh, that late in the semester. But anyway, three brand new Harry Potter chapters land every Wednesday evening. You can, you can set your watch by it. It's definitely gonna be a Wednesday evening. But the exact hour is ambiguous and kind of wishy-washy at the, uh, at the best of times. So, but yeah, we're, we're making swift progress through this book. Indeed, we only have two more weeks of this stuff. Only two more weeks, and then book three is done. And then we get to go into long-haired Harry times, because in the fourth movie, Harry had, like, longer longer hair. It was, like, down past his ears. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah, it was, it was a aesthetic choice that, um, I don't know, was fine, I guess. Didn't really think too much about it, but I'm sure we'll dive into it pretty in-depthly when Goblet of Fire happens. But in the meantime, yeah, three brand new Harry Potter chapters. I hope you enjoy them. And you know what? Let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. For this week's Songs of the Week, we are traveling quite a bit. Not only are we going to be traveling geographically to where these songs can actually be heard, we are also traveling pretty deep into the past because these songs are quite old. But this first song, which is the song I decided to cover for this week, is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, it comes to us from a movie that has not aged well in the slightest, but this song did win the Academy Award for Best Original Song in 1946 out of the movie Song of the South. That's right, it's zippity doo Now, say what you will about this Disney classic standard. Sure, it comes from a pretty racist movie, but Splash Mountain is my favorite ride at Disney World and Disneyland, pretty much unequivocally it's it is the best combination of the classic disney 
dark ride, and it's a pretty good thrill ride as well, because you get the log flumey, the nice dive bit um, there at the end. But zippity doo dah is is like this whole podcast's ideals of like happiness just kind of concentrated into a single beautiful song that's all about just having a wonderful wonderful day and um there's a there's a, a hilarious line in the wikipedia page here that says it is one of many popular songs that features a bluebird because there's a line in there that says mr bluebird on my shoulder and i'm like you're right wikipedia it is a song that has a bluebird in it i'm so proud of you but like i said this is the song covered for the week so let's hear my rendition or at least a snippet of it of zippity doo dah written by ali rubel and lyrics by ray gilbert from Song of the South, sung by James Basket. Zippity doo da, zippity a. My oh my, what a wonderful day! Plenty of sunshine heading my way. Zippity doo da, zippity a. Mr. Bluebird's on my shoulder. It's the truth, it's actual, everything is satisfactual! Zippity doo da, zippity a. Wonderful feeling, wonderful day! Zippity doo da, zippity a. My oh my, what a wonderful day! Plenty of sunshine in my way. Zippity doo da, zippity Actually, I'm actually really proud of how that turned out. I'll be honest. I'm like, I don't think this is gonna go great. And then, and then it did it. And I listened back to it, and I was like, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty. I'm happy with that. And I left it. So pretty, pretty pleased with that one. Now the next song is a song I thought about covering because, again, it's one of my favorites. But I, I tried it, and I couldn't find like a way of doing it that I was really happy with. Um. So anyway, let's talk about it. This is a song that, unlike the previous song that came from a movie that was then used in rides at Disney parks. This was a song written for Disney attractions. Indeed, it was written for two, technically. You can hear it still nowadays. You can still hear the song performed at the Carousel of Progress in the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World, and you used to be able to hear it at Innovations in Disneyland before that closed down. This is There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, sung by Rex Allen and written by the Sherman Brothers, who, um, as we've talked about previously on this podcast, are Disney legends. They are responsible for writing some of the most iconic Disney songs that we all know and love. Um, they did, like, Mary Poppins. Uh, the list is enormous. Winnie the Pooh stuff. Just the list goes on and on and on and on and on. But there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Uh, once again, it's all about how, like, zippity doo dah today is awesome. And there's a great big beautiful tomorrow is about how, like, the future is looking so bright. And the Carousel of Progress is all about how, with progress, we will create, you know, like, automation and innovation will allow us to have a, a like, release from drudgery and spend more time enjoying ourselves because there's always a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. And, um, oh, God, I love it. I love it to pieces. You can hear both of these songs in my preferred form. Um, zippity doo dah on the, on the playlist will be straight up just the Song of the South version. But, uh, There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, I think is like eight minutes long. And it's just the audio from the ride where it goes through the whole speech 
and uh, you hear the the choruses and the verses. Of, there's a great big Beatle Mara song at the different points in history as the ride progresses through time. Um, if you've never been on the Carousel of Progress, this might be really confusing, but next time you go to Walt Disney World, I'd highly recommend it because it is a wonderful ride. It's right up there next to like Spaceship Earth of that kind of like edutainment. You know what I mean? Like it's educational and it's entertaining. So I'd, I'd recommend it. Plus you're in there for like 30 minutes and it's air conditioned, which of course at Disney World is the dream. So those are my songs of the week. If you have a song that you want to suggest or cover for song of the week well you can send in your suggestions and covers at goamcast at gmail.com or by using the contact page at goamcast.com both methods are rad i will i will receive your message either way you can also what you can do is you can send a zip drive to walt disney world right what they're going to do with the zip drive is they're going to plug it right into star tours right and the next time i go on it your song will play instead of the star wars theme and then i'll know right then and there that's that's probably honestly the easiest way i think email is a little too slow um so if you snail mail a zip drive with your song of the week to star tours down in uh, disney world um i'll get it don't worry about it it will get back to me i can promise you that but anyway, let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. And finally this week, I wanted to talk about my next trip that's coming down the pipeline. I will be going to Las Vegas uh, twice this year. Uh, once for pleasure and fun, and the other time for business. Um, but the first trip to Vegas comes in the second week of October for me. I'll actually be flying down on like a Wednesday and coming back on a Sunday, I think. I don't remember, um, but it's roughly in that time period. I'll find out when I am on a plane. Um, but that's that's what's next on the rock docket for me in terms of trips. And I have another trip planned, hopefully for next year. A lot of things need to go right um, in order for that trip to come together. But currently uh, in my pipeline of trips to go on next i'm bouncing around the idea of heading off to hong kong but uh that will be quite the undertaking and vegas right now is a is a lot more feasible because um i'll be just be staying with a uh, with family down in uh down in las vegas but i am very excited because i've never been to las vegas um well actually that's not true i was in vegas when i was stupid young like two or three you know when it doesn't count um this will be the first time i'm going to vegas where in my head it counts because like i'm an adult that can drink and gamble and stuff like that uh, so I'm very excited to go to Vegas. I've never been before. If you guys have any recommendations on things I should do in Vegas, I'd love to hear them. Um, I've been looking at things that are like around in Vegas. I found this really cool like golf driving range slash bar that's like on top of a building that I might check out. Um, but I think it'll most likely just be me and me and my dad just hanging out, just shooting the shit and having a good time doing whatever. I mean, I I don't really have many plans and. I don't think he does either, so we'll just, you know, see what's what and maybe do some do some gambling or just hang out, watch some movies, you know, eat some food. He has a pool, so I'm very much looking forward to that. But yeah, that's next uh next trip on my rocket docket. Um there might be uh hopefully, hopefully, my goal, my eternal goal is to never miss a week with the podcast, and so far I'm twenty-one weeks strong. But there will be a couple of weeks coming up when I just won't be near a computer able to do this. I'm hopefully either A, going to have this stuff kind of pre-recorded, ready to go, 
or I don't know. I really hope I don't miss a week because I'll be I'll be really sad by that. But that's you know it might it might happen. It might happen. I'll be honest. Uh, indeed, this episode of the podcast was much shorter than uh, past episodes have been. When you know what, sometimes I just haven't gone on that many fun adventures and I don't have that much to talk about, which is totally totally fine. You know, I think it's kind of ironic in the episode where I'm talking about traveling to have it be one of the shorter ones because, I mean, ideally you listen to podcasts when you're traveling and it's just something to help kind of make the time fly by, but not this episode. Nope. You get like 30 minutes and that's, that's it. You know, you just hit altitude on your flight and you got another eight hours. But fortunately, there's a lot of past episodes of the Going Up cast that you can listen to. And until proven otherwise, there'll be a brand new episode every Tuesday alongside three brand new Harry Potter chapters. I mean, that's, that's a lot of content for your ear holes. You got two full Harry Potter books you can go listen to. There's no way you can finish any of those on a flight. Unless you're flying cross-country and you've already listened to parts of Sorcerer's Stone. Then you might be able to pull it off. But uh, but definitely not Chamber of Secrets. And not Prisoner of Azkaban, by the way. That's going. I want to thank you all very much for listening. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this one. This was my first, like, themed episode. You know what I mean? Like, where every everything we talked about kind of tied back in to the overarching theme of my love of travel. Um, I imagine I will... Uh, talk about these subjects many more times in the future, especially when I'm about to travel. Uh, that will that will be very key for me. But I would love to hear if you guys are going anywhere fun, if you just got back from somewhere fun. Do you like airports? I know I do. I know I do. But I want to hear it from you guys. So if you could send in emails or tweeters or, I don't know, paper airplanes on the wind at goomcast.gmail.com. We can, we can chat about it. We, we can chat about how much fun it is to travel. And in the meantime, I hope you all have a wonderful week. I don't know what you'll be doing, but it's fall now, officially. It's officially the fall times. So I'm ready to get the rake and the leaf blower out and get those leaves off my back deck. I'm ready for the days to get colder. I'm ready to wear sweaters again. Woo! Sweaters are like my number one food. Food? Wow. Oh, nope. Clothes. There we go. Figured it out. See you all next week. Have a great week. You're all the best. Don't eat your sweaters. See you later.